So we are one. So it's basically uh, like for us to get there, we move our full yes. speed and then we just be able to do like an attack action. Correct. Um, it would take you the first round to get here. So essentially Adam is Adam and the man in black are on their own for this first round. Okay. So, um, could I ask you guys to roll 2d10 and add your initiative bonus, please? 15. 13. Uh, uh what's initiative based off again? Uh, your sense modifier. Uh, sense, um, 6. Also 15. My sense okay. is 1. My sense is 3. Yeah. Alright, so just double check. Uh, Quincy, what did you say you got? 15, sense 1. Sense plus 1. So 15 total or 16? 15, but Thank and you. then for the tiebreaker. But for the tiebreaker, um, Blackboard goes before me. Okay, so all right, so I will add that as well. Thank you. And Tony, what did you say you got? Six. Six. Okay. And Adam, what did you get? Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Thank you. All right, and I'm just gonna make some rolls for some characters uh, at the moment. Just a sec. So, Jack got seven. Um, the man in black got six plus his roll of a 16, so that is 22. That is much better. Mm. <laughs> that is significant. Yeah. And then after that, it goes. I'm going to roll for some of these opponents. All right. So, the bald man got 12 total. The minotaur got 14. And as for the men who... All right, so... So the minions, uh, the guys with the machine guns and stuff, they got 15. So let me just quickly do my magic over here. So... Uh, hmm. And I just need to quickly check one other thing. Thank you for your patience, guys. So, we're going to start things off with a man in black. So, he is going to charge the distance between uh, himself and the Minotaur, leaping up from the ground and bringing his arm around for an overhanded punch. And let me just make an attack roll. Okay, so, yeah, and... All right, so the Minotaur brings both of his arms up, but the Man in Black's fist just directly connects with uh, the Minotaur's crossed forearms. Despite the enormous size of this humanoid, uh, he is forced back, his hooves skidding in the snow as he is sent back maybe 10 feet or so despite bracing himself. And you can see that steam is rising from where the Man in Black's fist connected with his forearm. And he just uh, growls and just... Not bad, asshole. Is there and a so, burn mark on the guy's arm? No, it's just the uh, it's not a burn. It's just the sheer force of the blow is causing steam to ride up from where his fist connected. Mm. Huh. And then after that, suddenly there is a crack that rings out from the roof of the van. As Adam, you can see this what can only be described as a bolt of lightning. Uh, lights up the entire clearing where you are for a split second and you see that the man in black is uh, quickly falling to the ground, catching himself, but he's clutching his uh, burned side as smoke is rising from it. Turning back to the van, you can see that there is a barely silhouetted figure lying prone and uh, yeah, just pointing a, a hand at where uh, the man in black is crouched low on the ground. Wait, someone lying down in the van? Uh, on top of the van. Oh. Hmm. Yup. 
So it looks as though there is another combatant that you need to keep an eye on as well. So then, immediately after that, uh, let me just see who the next person in the initiative order is. So, Franklin, I believe it goes to you. Well, so I have to spend my turn getting there, correct? Yes. So, Franklin, you arrive on the scene. Uh, quick, uh, you're just panting as you uh, just sprint through the snow as fast as you can, and you can now see everything that's going on. Okay. Uh, so, yep. question. Using yep. my thermal vision, uh-huh. uh, how many, like, contacts do I see? Um, you see a number of figures around here. So, um, it is clear as day to you, but you can see four, uh, basically you see the man in black and Adam, as well as the tall-ish bald man that seems to be in his mid-sixties, as well as the minotaur. There is a prone figure lying on the roof of the van pointing directly at the man in black, um, and their hand seems to be white hot, uh, judging by your thermal vision. There are four other figures that seem to be, like, running around uh, clutching at submachine guns that they have equipped. And there's one other figure who's prowling around through the clearing. But, uh, yeah, judging, they seem to be coming up very closely to the man in black. But um, you quickly turn your power off, and you don't see anybody there. Mm. Mm. All right, uh... As a free action, I'm going sure. to shout out to the guy, uh, to the man in black. Uh, yeah. On your right! So uh, he turns around and he's just uh, looking blindly. And um, yeah, immediately after that, um, yeah, this is when the minions are going to go. So they're going to run around t- uh, beside the van and they're going to see both uh, you, Franklin, and the man in black. So they're going to spend their turns making attacks against you two. Oh, uh, one other question. The, the yeah. tall, bald guy, is he coming yeah. up cold on thermals or warm? Warm. Okay, so he's not a vampire, he's just a packed user. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, one Probably of worse, these... honestly. Mm. Yeah, probably. One of these attacks does hit you, Franklin. Okay. But, uh, uh yeah. Um, so, yeah, suddenly bullets are whizzing through the air around you, and a few of them strike you, but with, uh, between your... Uh, body armor that you have, as well as your thickened bugbear skin, they are just rebounding off you harmlessly. Okay. Uh, they j- it's just like hailstones, more or less. Yeah. And, ah, son of a... Yeah, and meanwhile, uh, the other two are going to fire at the man in black. Uh, the bullets just lighting up the clearing as the staccatos of gunfire are casting him into sharp relief in brief silhouettes as he is yeah, uh, literally crouching low, just uh, dodging from one side to the next. A few of the bullets winging off him, but they don't seem to be uh, doing anything against him, despite the fact that they're ripping uh, small patches into his uh, the sleeves of his leather jacket. Hmm. And then, after that, it's going to go to Quincy. Okay, Quincy's going to also move forward. Okay. Um, but Quincy is going to use stealth. All right. Uh, yeah, roll me a stealth check, please. Um, that is a 17. Okay. All right. So you, uh, begin to... Quincy's gonna curve around the right towards the driver's driver's area. Okay, so you begin heading towards, uh, the driver's seat of one of the two vans. It looks as though, uh, yeah, you feel through... The one that I saw the stuff get thrown into. Yeah, you feel that... Wait, did I see that, or did only Adam see that? Uh, only Adam saw that. Okay, I have no idea then, so I'll just go to the right. So I'm just going to the right then. Through your tremor sense, uh, you can feel um, that uh, the engine of one of the vans is uh, 
it stopped, so it doesn't seem to be active right now. And it, uh, the other van uh, seems to have its engine currently in gear, but nobody's in the driver's seat as several figures are pacing around the outside. And I will say that you can sense everything that that Franklin has sensed. Cool. All right, so, yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to move. On my next turn, I'm going to be in, in the front of the vehicles. All right. So at this, uh, the Minotaur is going to make an attack against the man in black. So uh, let me see what we got here. So, all right. And that is going to be a narrow miss. So the Minotaur just charges forward, bellowing as he brings his hand up for essentially one hell of a haymaker. But the man in black quickly uh, just leaps and uh, jumps up about 10 feet in the air before uh, quickly landing back down on the other side of the Minotaur, crouching low. And uh, and the Minotaur just annoying piece of shit as he uh, wheels about and prepares to face him in a boxer stance. Okay. And then it goes to Adam. Oh, okay. Back to me. <sighs> All right. So the guy with the sunglasses does he look like he's definitely seen me um uh yes yes it is he's looking directly at you okay that's bad <sighs> hmm vampire well, fight vampire fight yeah uh <laughs> oh you're approaching me <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because the vampire pack doesn't really give me a lot of combat abilities or like any at all um you but that's okay have- it gives you the ability, depending on how many ranks you have in super speed, you can add ranks of penetration to your melee attack. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you would have to spend additional points to do so, but essentially this can make it so that any physical attacks you make will basically ignore armor through sheer uh, momentum in the same right. way that a bullet operates. So right now I have three ranks in super speed. And um, yeah. So three, ar- three armor piercing on my... Fists. Have you spent additional points to purchase those ranks of penetration? Um, no, that's just three base ranks. So okay. wait, so there's two different levels of, of ranks that I can buy for super speed? Yeah, so basically, oh. you yeah, uh, you spend one point per rank to move fast, but for every rank you have, you can spend additional points if you want to for each rank and give yourself a rank of penetration for each one. Okay, I will keep that in mind for the future. Yes. Um, right, so I think the way it works on my turn is uh, I still have this uh, body puppet guy. Yes. So I'm going to try and make the most of him. Yeah. He um, was said... the, yeah, he was the only minion that wasn't able to make an attack due to trying to fight against your influence, but I rolled a will saving throw for him and he wasn't able to break free. So he is still frozen in place. Great. Um, there are two vans, right? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to get him to disable the second van okay. uh, by, sh- by shooting out the tires. All right, so he is going to run around to the other side of, or he's going to run around to the uh, past the front of the van he just shot the tires out of, and now he's going to shoot out the tires of the other van. So sure enough, um, one side of the other van is also disabled. And that's, I mean, it'll slow them down if nothing else, but in this deep Mm. snow, I think it'll pretty much make it impossible to drive. Yeah. Plus, considering the fact that they had to go off-road in the first place to get down here, they are not going to be able to get back to London without uh, some serious uh, hampering. Enjoy walking down the M25, you schmucks. Mm. Okay, great. Three hours hours by car to London. Ooh. (laughs) Um, And I think that, that counts as my action, right? Um, that counts as your standard action. You can use your movement action to move about if you want. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I guess I'm still hidden. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do have the hide in plain sight feat, so mm. I can still, the still stealth still counts if I'm observed, so I can move freely around the battlefield pretty much. Uh, yeah, um, go right ahead. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, I want to just, like, make sure that this guy uh, with the glasses can really, like, see me and follow me around. So mm. I'm going to not get too close to him, but try and get closer to the back of one of the vans that had the uh, bundles piled in them. Sure, go ahead. Uh, and and just, like, watch him to see if he can follow my movement. Okay, Um. yeah, you quickly uh, just, uh, you know streak through uh, the battlefield once again, coming to uh, a stop uh, behind one of the vans. Um, yeah, just waiting to see, and uh, he just uh, pauses and then just slowly turns to regard you once again. Ah, dang. Not even my 50 miles per hour super speed can shake him. That's bad. Well, it's not yeah. uh, It's not like he's tracking your movements. It's just that he's able to figure out where you are after you move. Yeah. All right. My, my, my. You're a zippy little fellow, aren't you? Okay, I'll deal with this guy, but I guess I'll have to do that on my next turn. Vampire fight! Vampire Vampire fight! And it is actually actually going to go to his turn, and suddenly, Uh um, yeah, his form ripples as he raises his hands, and suddenly black smoke begins billowing out of his sleeves, racing towards you, Adam. And suddenly... Well done! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'll stop, 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 I promise. And suddenly uh, the ropes of smoke begin racing towards your face, and I'm going to ask you to roll me a fortitude saving throw, please. Okay. Mm, Not my... 10 and add your fortitude, fortitude bonus. Yep, that'll be a 14. Not my best. Okay, so before you can react, despite your superhuman speed, the smoke coalesces in thin tendrils and they shoot into your mouth and you can feel them going down your throat and suddenly you can't breathe. And you are grasping at your neck, desperately sputtering for air, and you realize that you are now suffocating. Okay. And from there, it is going to go to uh, Jack's turn. Or actually, no, sorry. Uh, Jack is the one who goes after this happens. So, uh, yeah, the um, the man in black is uh, keeping his eye on the Minotaur, but he's also looking around to see if anything's going to happen. And then without warning, it's as though the wind has formed into a blade and is shooting out towards him, glowing with this sort of green light. And let's see here. All right, so the man in black narrowly dodges to one side, and it, and whatever this thing is barely misses him as it slices into the trees behind him, and suddenly you can hear the cracking of branches as they come uh, falling down to the ground. And he's just looking around wildly, like, what the hell was that? And at this point, this is where suddenly um, there is an explosion of snow as Jack skids to a halt in the middle of the fight because he has a superhuman speed as a result of his satyr pack. So he's uh, looking around, taking everything in. And so, holy shit, what the hell's going on here? And then he sees, holy shit! And he points dramatically at the man in black. So finally, after all this time... We meet again, you son of a bitch! And the man in black just sees him, and so then he just cocks his head. What the hell happened to your accent? <laughs> uh, I imagine he also looks at Quincy, like, sneaking, and Quincy's just shrugging, like, eh, what's he gonna do? <laughs> yup. Eh. 
But, uh, yeah, and so then suddenly, yeah, more gunfire is ringing out, and Jack just, Jesus. And so with a spin of his wrist, he pulls out the hilt of this sword that seems to be almost like liquid uh, as it glows with a bunch of different almost... uh, like 70s acid colors almost as it uh, comes into the shape of a sword and with a swipe of his hand suddenly it seems to extend to maybe 20 feet long as he makes an attack against one of the nearby men with the submachine guns bro you got Sephiroth sword hmm what was that Harry sorry oh I was just saying it's like oh 20 feet you got that Sephiroth sword uh yeah more like a liquid sword that can extend its range based on how hard he swings it one-winged angel begins playing. Mm. And so, yeah, with one uh, death strike, uh, the man it suddenly, uh, yeah, it slices directly through his clothes, through his armor, and he uh, just lets out a cry as he falls to the ground. Um, yeah, a diagonal cut opening him up from hip to shoulder. He doesn't seem to be dead or mortally injured, but he is taken out of the fight as his, yeah, as his submachine gun clatters harmlessly into the snow. And then, after that, it goes to Tony, who I believe is the last person in the initiative order. Yep, okay. Um, I mean, I I think Tony's just going to give a big swing at that Minotaur. Okay, um, Tony, I believe that you have to uh, spend a double movement action in order to get to the fight. Oh, okay, well then I I spend a double movement action to get to the fight. That's Alright, so yeah, you uh, charge towards the battle... Uh, br- although you are the last to, the ro- to arrive, you are by no means uh, the least uh, of the threats in the battlefield as everybody registers your presence with the sound of shaking earth and uh, the trembling of tree branches as you uh, stampede into the clearing. Giant fight! Giant, Giant fight! fight. <laughs> and the mo- Giant and the, fight! The Minotaur turns to see you, Tony, and he just, oh, this is getting all kinds of fun, isn't it? And Next, so we'll- you're gonna tell me that I run up to the door, and then there's a, and then there's an, another old man inside the car. <laughs> um. So anyway, it's gonna go. To- Are you called it, Joey? <laughs> it's gonna- I'm gonna say that all of the combatants have acted, so it's gonna go back up to the top, and the man in black's turn. So, uh, yeah, seeing everything that's going on, he is going to uh, look around and. Yeah, knowing that the Minotaur is probably the biggest physical threat, he is just going to attack the big guy once again. Okay, so it's going to go back to the man in Black's turn, and he is going to, uh, yeah, look over to the van, and he is going to see the sniper, or whoever it was that is pointing their hand at them still. Uh, we can call yeah. him the sniper, it's fine. Yeah, the sniper. Yeah, the sniper, yes. Uh, still pointing their hand, that is, uh, their hand still uh, fading in terms of color. They seem to be wearing, like, um, a tactical, almost, uh, gas mask and a combat helmet, almost. And they are wearing dark gray clothing all over as well. But, uh, nevertheless, uh, the man in black, uh, leaps into the air and is, uh, preparing to kick down in sort of, uh, almost like a Cayman Rider kick down at the sniper. So, let's just roll for an attack check for his sake. Do a bunch of words in kanji appear up on the screen when he does it? Because then it's a common rider kick. <laughs> um, so it's not quite a common rider rider kick then. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that this attack connects. So he is going to make some rolls as well for damage. Um, all right. 
if I was to fight a sniper, I would simply run up and slap the rifle out of his hands because they are not trained in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> the only problem is you can't slap a, a cloud out of somebody's hands. You can. Not with that attitude, you can't. All right. So, yeah, the sniper sees him coming, and they immediately, like, get to their hands and knees and try to leap backwards. But the kick is far faster than their eyes can follow as, um, yeah, the man in black uh, connects with this devastating sound of splintering metal as um, he uh, kicks them directly in the leg, going and, yeah, splintering and leaving a crater behind in the roof of the van underneath them. And as uh, there is a very clear sound of bone snapping, the sniper cries out in a voice that is unmistakably female. So, yeah, she um, is now lying prone on the roof of the van, clutching at her leg as she is scrabbling backwards on her good leg and uh, her elbows as well. All right. Then it's going to go to Franklin. All right. Um, So the invisible thing that I saw that nobody else seems to know about uh, because they don't have thermal vision, is it vaguely humanoid in shape? It is absolutely humanoid in shape. All right, uh, so Franklin's going to trudge across the battlefield. Uh, are you in ghost mode yet? No, I'm not, but the, the only thing that's attacked me so far are bullets, and uh, ghost mode takes a full action to repair. You also notice, Franklin, that uh, the, fi- the humanoid figure is holding both of its hands out in front of uh, them as if they are holding something. But due to your heat vision, you cannot see whatever it is that they're holding. I can imagine it's probably looking like they're holding some sort of invisible sword. Probably. All right, so uh, I'm just going to run up, grab a hold of the guy, and then I'm going to give him the Wraith Touch. Okay, so, uh, yeah, the figure turns and sees you approaching, but, yeah, it looks as though they're getting ready to leap back, but, yeah, roll me a melee attack check, please. Ooh, uh, that is a 9 plus 7 is 16 plus 3 is a 19 altogether. 19, okay. Um, Yeah, that is an absolute hit. Okay. Uh, so roll me some damage, please. Uh, what does a rank seven power do? Um, that is roll me five d six dam for damage, please. Five d six damage. All right. Let's see. So that's twelve. Seventeen. Eighteen damage altogether. Very nice. Okay. And they need to make a save against stun. Um, how much? Fortitude save, I think. That? Right. Uh, fortitude save, and I believe it's the rank of the power, but let me just quickly so, double check. Yeah, the DC should be sense. 10 plus the rank of the power. So they have, to, they have to roll 18 or higher. Yes. Because tie, ties go to the attacker or the inflictor of the ability. Oh, neat. Yeah, because well, they see, right? Yeah, ah, right. So, alright. Um, yeah, so basically, um... You thrust your hand into the space where their chest is, and they have been a bit slow to react because obviously you're th- you think in that split second that they're assuming that you can't see them. Yeah. But then your attack connects, and uh, you just hear them cry out. Um. So ah, and so oh, welly, welly, ain't this something interesting? And so with that, suddenly they bring their hands up and um instinctively you duck down, and another um. Yeah, another ripple of wind passes over your head that shoots off into the trees, and you can hear more branches cracking as this figure is crouching low in front of you, and you can see for a moment a glow of heat as what you're not even sure it's too 
big to be a normal sword, you think that this person is actually holding a claymore oh, that Jesus. is that was glowing with heat, but as it's fading away, now the sword is invisible once more. As the figure crouching low is pacing back and forth in front of you in a combat stance, and if you were to turn off your thermal sense, you would see footprints appearing in the snow. Mm. Uh, so I'm assuming by that description, he in fact passed the fortitude save, correct? Yes, and okay. you're all. You can also sense that the voice. You, it doesn't sound entirely masculine. You're not entirely certain if it's male or female. Well, I don't feel like that's super ne- uh, necessary information. I think the sword's probably more important. <laughs> yeah, it's, fla- it's it's flavor. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. After you, it then goes to um Quincy again. All right. So I have I reached the front of the cars at this point. Um. Yes, you've reached the front of the cars. All right, uh, I'm going to ch- look in and see, like, is there anyone who's in the driver's seat? Because one of them's on, um, right? Yes, uh, you can see that it doesn't look as though uh, there's anybody in the driver's seat. Whoever was in the driver's seat has hopped out and has presumably joined the fight with a submachine gun in hand. Ah, okay. Um, I'm going to get in the car- in the driver's seat. Okay, you do that exactly. Okay. Um, hmm. Full reverse! So who's directly behind me? Um, is, is the question. You, um, actually, it's Adam because uh, Adam was the one who uh, Adam during your turn you said that you were going to go uh, directly behind the van for your movement action. Yeah, okay. I wanted to see what was in there. So, so yes, can, can you roll fifty fifty to see if I have because one of the one of the cars had a guy on it, right? Um, yes, it's the one that you're currently in, in fact. It has... Oh, okay, because I was going to say, I Quincy wouldn't know which one to get in, so if you wanted to roll, like, 50-50 and, like... Oh, I see, I see. Okay, see, well, tell you what, that... I'm going to roll 50-50, exactly. Okay, sure. Okay, uh, you go... Wait, over... wait, 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 before you tell me, Quincy drives forward. Okay, um... Quincy's going to drive forward and then, and then pull a sharp left turn as hard as he can so that he roll... can turn around. Roll me a driving check with disadvantage because it's operating on two flat tires. Nice. Uh, that'll be a 11. All right. Um, you are somehow able to get the van to spin around. Um, you chose the one that doesn't have anybody on top or anybody behind it. So, okay. Yeah. So the van spins around in the clearing and its headlights uh, blurring to life as it cast everybody in the clearing into sharp relief. Okay. I'm going to start driving towards the other one. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, you activate ramming speed. and yeah, We can uh, come back to me. That's fine. I'm okay with that being my turn. Okay, sure. That's going to be what ha- Yeah, that's going to be next turn. So, okay. the sniper on the roof of the van is going to aim her hand up at the man in black as he's striding towards her, preparing to knock her unconscious. And just, yeah, so basically the bolt goes off once again with this crack of lightning. It smites him full in the chest, but um, as the smoke clears, uh, and despite the fact that his chest is glowing, it seems to have barely done any visible damage to him. Oh my god, he's Mega Man! Mm. Now he's got their power! (laughs) (laughs) And then he tries on the vampire dude, much like Pharaoh Man, he has none of that shit, just punches him in the face. Alright, and then after the sniper, then goes to the minions. So, um, I'm gonna ask you to uh, make a... Yeah, so, Adam, 
in your yep. skills, uh, there is one that says concentration. Uh, do you have that listed, or is that not included? Uh, it's. Yep. Yeah, it is listed. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to make a concentration check, please, to see if you can maintain the hold of your power over the minion with the submachine gun because you are currently being choked out. Right. Uh, that's an 11. All right. And so I'm just going to get him to roll a will saving throw against that. Okay, so despite, uh, you can feel... Um, you can feel your lungs screaming for air, and despite your best attempt to hold your... Uh, hold the effect of your power on this fellow uh, you uh, you can feel your concentration slipping and suddenly the man breaks free of your control and so looking over at you oh you motherfucker and so he brings up his submachine gun and wait wait is you. that is that Adam's turn though like um I'm gonna say it's the minion's turn so oh, minion's turn. oh okay so the minion's breaking okay sorry yes I... exactly so um just a moment so he is and alright. So, uh, Adam, you can feel bullets, uh, pu- one bullet punches into your thigh, and you take three points of damage as a result of that. Bring Wait, what is what do the charms do, John? The, it's immunity to bullets. Oh, and Adam has that truth <laughs> right now. So, um, so, yeah, basically, sorry, I forgot about that. So, yeah, the bullet, one of them deliberately wings off of you and hits the snow, um... Yeah, just uh, sending up a, a little bit of smoke from the suddenly melting snow. And, wait, wait, uh, wait. Sorry, John. What what, uh, what what kind of immunity is it? Like, like, how did you do... Like, is it just magic? It's just magic. You're... Like, the, the charm just makes you immune to bullets. Yeah, it's uh-huh. like one of those weird worded curses, but like, you know, for good. Okay. Yeah, and Adam, the charm on your chest briefly flares to life before dying down once again. Eh... And meanwhile, the other two minions, uh, one of them is going to fire his gun over at Tony, seeing the enormous Cyclops that has just entered the fray. Um, That is on... Yeah, okay. That is a 13 to hit. So, yeah. Uh, So, Tony, yeah, you uh, raise... Or, Tony, do you have one of those charms equipped as well? Yeah, everyone. I, I gave one to everyone. Okay, so I'm going to say that you just know exactly what's coming, but, uh, yeah, basically you just stand stock still and uh, just resist the urge to yawn as more bullets are just winging off of you, just going I, through the I air. I can imagine when they hit Tony, they actually, like, blow up. <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, they're, like, hitting him and, like, breaking into pieces. Mm. Whereas with and, Adam, it's more, like, dodging. They're, like, missing. Right. And meanwhile, the other fellow is firing at Jack, uh, but... Who does not have a charm, as far as I'm aware. How many... No, how many, no I made... How many charms can you make? I can make... And so, the, the only uh, limitation to how many charms I can make is the amount of time it takes. But because of the hammer, it takes pretty much zero time. Mm. Mass, fast, uh, uh, fucking... Crafting at an at a insane speed. <laughs> So, right. um, Jack, uh, basically, yeah, uh, uh, just grins as he's slowly walking towards the guy as bullets are winging off of him, and he's basically doing the Superman thing where, you know, uh, the bullets are just having no effect, and Jack is taking every opportunity right now to look as cool as humanly possible. He's, like, putting on sunglasses somehow. Yeah, he uh, pulls out a pair of glasses from uh, his pocket, and he's getting ready to put them on, but then a bullet catches them, and they immediately shatter. Because, <laughs> yeah, so... The, ball, the glasses aren't immune. Oh, shit. And then... 
Uh, yeah, then after that, it is going to go to the Minotaur. So, yeah, the Minotaur uh, catches sight of you, Tony, and he's just going to roll his neck from side to side, letting out a couple of cracks as he just uh, breaks into a run. And so, uh, yeah, there's just the boom, 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 as he just crosses the feet between you, rears back uh, for the mother of all punches. So... Uh, that is it. Yeah, that is a hit, and now he's gonna roll some damage. Just a moment, please. Oh no, my one weakness! Attacks that aren't bullets. <laughs> Look, the bullet immunity charm only handles bullets. <laughs> I mean, I think it's been pretty effective. It is. It's been super good. How big okay. is the thing, a projectile until it stops being a bullet? It's the real question. So, uh, Tony, you get a punch to the face as suddenly your head cracks to one side from the sheer force of the blow, and you can feel the taste of blood in your mouth as you are dealt seven points of damage. Is that past his armor? Yep. Wow. Oh, baby. Uh-huh. Uh, that see- big punch. I mean, yeah. yeah, this is kind of the, this is the fight. Yeah, this yeah, is the and- fight. You turn back uh, to look at the Minotaur Tony, and he is just grinning at you as he is uh, in a full-on boxer stance, and he's just, Come on, bitch, I'm right here. Unfortunately and, uh, for him, what they don't teach in boxer school is how to deal with falling anvils. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, ah, so- the, old, the, old one, the old right hook into anvil <laughs> strategy. The old Acme 1-2. Uh, it goes to Adam. Okay. So you are currently, yeah, um, asphyxiating. So how this is going to work is um, you are basically uh, rolling with a minus one penalty on your attack check if you want to try and attack this guy who's choking you and you're trying to break free. Okay. What's the amount of time that someone can be suffocating for in this game again? Is it equal to your con uh, score? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's like minutes equal to your con score or something ridiculous. Minutes? Um, what the heck? Yeah, that it was something dumb. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm I'm gonna say a number of rounds. Yeah. Sure, okay. that makes that makes more sense. I'll yeah. start a countdown counter. Alrighty. Um. So, what? How do I break out of the suffocation? Like, do I make a regular check, or do I have to just break um, his concentration? You, you can just punch him really hard. I think is the. In the same way that your concentration was broken, uh, you have to. Tr- if you attack him, he has to make a concentration check. Okay. And is concentration um, the same thing where it's like 10 plus the amount of damage dealt, or is this different in the system? Um, I believe it's, uh, yeah, I believe it's uh, 10 plus the amount of damage dealt. Okay. Okay. And how, what's, how much time does it take to switch my powers around? That's, is that a uh, whole round? It takes, it takes either one movement action or one standard action. All right. Great. Easy peasy. Um... I am going to uh, take out some ranks from um, change form uh-huh. and uh, uh, glide because I don't think those are particularly useful right now. And I'm going to throw <laughs> them into my uh, super speed to give my punches yep. armor piercing just in uh-huh. case. Sure. Armor piercing okay. rank four. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm going to uh, power attack this guy. Okay. Uh, roll me a melee attack, attack check, please. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm stacking all-out attack and power attack here, uh, so I'll be extra vulnerable next round, taking uh, minus five to defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. Ooh, 17 total? Uh, yes. 
So, Adam, you gather strength in your legs, and with one burst of speed, you streak through the air between yourself and the man who is choking you out with smoke, rearing your hand back for a strike, and with the speed of a bullet, you aim your fist directly at him, and he just steps to one side, uh, and your fist whistles past him as you go through the air, skidding to a halt several feet behind him. Yikes. And he oh, just, was a 17, uh, huh? That's bad. And he just uh, sways back into place, slowly turns, looks at you, still smiling that same creepy smile as he's just raising his hands once more and sending more smoke into your throat. Okay. Okay, so there's no way for me to break out of this attack without attacking, or with, with, out of the suffocation without landing a hit on him. I might have something. I mean... Okay. I feel like we should support Adam in this situation instead of doing a what's one-on-one fight, why don't we just all pile on one guy at a time? Yeah, I mean, I'm only really going after the invisible guy because I'm the only one that can see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about, like, Tony maybe doesn't need to fight this Minotaur one-on-one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then after Adam, it then goes to, uh, yeah, the uh, same figure that's choking you out, the bald man. So... Yeah, uh, keeping an eye on you, Tony, or sorry, keeping an eye on you, Adam, he looks over at uh, Tony as he's, uh, yeah, being assaulted by the Minotaur, and so, well, we can't so, that so now, Sorry, can sorry, yeah. question, there's no, so there's no built-in check for the, that ability to break out of it, then? Just once mm. you're in it, you're in it? Uh, there's no, like, end of round. It's yeah, not like my exactly. body puppeting. Right, exactly. Okay, just checking. Um, basically, you have to disrupt the person's concentration, and they have to fail at a concentration check. Okay. Or you, or you can just even if they make their concentration check, you can knock them unconscious. Okay. The usual things. So, uh, yeah, he's this fellow is looking around at everything going. Well, it seems as though we're having a bit of trouble here with everything. Boys, perhaps it's about time that we start heading out. And so with that, he's just going to slowly walk towards the driver's seat of the van, uh, keeping an eye on you, Adam, as he's still choking you out from a distance. And so just a way to make sure you won't be following us. And so he's going to open up the driver's side door, uh, get into the seat, and he's going to start up the car. And that is, is going to be his action, even as a thin trail of smoke is still connecting him to you. Boy, is he in for a surprise. <laughs> mm. And then after that, it's then going to go to the invisible figure as, uh, yeah, they are uh, still prowling around you, Franklin. And then suddenly they're going to come at you with another uh, super quick series of slashes. And uh, your defense, I believe, is a bit... Yeah, your defense 12. is only 12. Yes. Okay, so this is going to be a success uh, for a hit, and for their attack. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Franklin, you are not prepared for the sheer number of slashes that are flying your way as this figure is carving up the air in front of them, it, like with a series of what you can only assume are expertly maneuvered slashes and wind is rippling past you and you catch a pair of slashes that dig into your hip and uh, up near your rib cage, and blood begins leaking out, staining your clothes as you are dealt seven points of damage. But are you sure the, that the sword isn't made out of bullets? <laughs> um, it is not a giant uh, bullet-shaped sword, so sorry. Oh, damn it! <laughs> and, uh, yeah... Then it goes to Jack, who is seeing everything going on. And so 
just thinking about what Jack would try to do. Yeah, he still sees the minions that are still firing at everybody, so Jack is just going to try and mop them up and get them out of the fight before they, you know, might do something that... Before they realize that they can't shoot and start, like, pulling knives out instead. Exactly, yeah. yeah so that's ooh. fair. <laughs> they pull yeah. a dune. <laughs> yeah, he just got a crit on this ability. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm just going to roll for damage. So... Yeah, Jack just focuses once again at the guy who destroyed my sunglasses. And so, yeah, those cost me 20 pounds, you asshole! And so with that, he just explodes forward. You can barely even see him as suddenly there is a clang noise. And he has just clotheslined this guy with his offhand, like uh, the hand that isn't holding his sword. Um, His armored forearm has come into contact with the guy's face sending him flipping end over end before crash landing into the snow in an unconscious heap. And then it goes to Tony's turn. So Tony, do you, so, um, okay, so, question, can I use air control to break the suffocation? Oh! I'm gonna say yes. Uh, you could, yeah, roll me, I'm gonna say, roll me a power check, so take the rank of your power, roll me 2d10, and... Yeah, the other fellow is going to do this. Or, I'm going to say the DC is 17. Okay. Um, I did not make it. Okay, so, um, you take your bellows out, uh, quickly diverting your attention from the Minotaur for a moment, and with a whoosh, suddenly heated air fills the space between you and Adam, and despite that, the smoke is just constricts in on himself as thin as a shoelace as it still is uh yeah uh, just seeping into his lungs and down his throat then it's gonna go back up to the top and it's gonna go to the man in black who is going to make another attack against the sniper and that is going to be a hit so he's gonna roll for some damage so what what does he do to the sniper exactly um i'm about to describe that all right so the man in black with a uh yeah, quickly kneels down with a sharp punch. Uh, the sniper suddenly goes limp, and they are taken out of the fight. And then it goes to Franklin. Your turn. Okay. Um, all right. Um, Claymore Man's probably going to be trouble if I leave him alive. And mm-hmm. if I try and... I'm assuming if I, like, try and disengage from him, that's basically going to have given an opportunity for him to sli- slice me up. Um, yeah, you are in, yeah, basically you are in melee with the swordsman. If you were to move away from them, they would incur, that would incur an opportunity attack against you. Did the sniper get knocked out? Yeah, uh, just happened right now. Okay. Uh, right. So, well, let's give him another taste of being grabbed by the ghoulies. Okay. Um, all right. So you reach forward towards the swords person once again. Uh, roll me 2d10, please. Uh, that is 18. Okay, uh, that'll hit. Roll me uh, some damage, please. Ooh, that's not a great damage roll. Uh, three, four, so seven damage altogether. Just a moment. And uh, then they have to make a uh, fortitude save against stun. Hmm, okay. So, um, let me just roll a fortitude saving throw for them. Uh, rank seven, yeah, they have to make, they have to get 18 or higher, correct? So, yes. yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna say that you reach forward once again, uh, grab something in their, your, their chest and they squeeze, and then suddenly th- you feel that they, <gasps> they have a shortness of breath and they just kind of, uh, stumble, lean forwards, um, as, yeah, there, suddenly you see a flickering in the air, you turn off your thermal vision and a figure appears in front of you, what appears to be like this youngish woman in their early 20s with a shock of red hair and 
um, a couple of thread, like, um, a thin scar going across her, uh, freckled nose and stuff, and she just looks up at you and, what the fuck you just do? How much did she fail the save by? Um, only by one. She just barely failed. Okay, that means the target is dazed, which I don't know what that actually does. Hmm. Uh, let me double check. I think that's just, they can only take one action, but, uh, yeah, Blackmore is just gonna be like, so are you gonna come quietly or do I have to do that again? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Alright, and then it goes to Quincy, who is in the driver's seat of the van. Okay, well, considering the smoke guy just got into the driver's seat of the other van, I'm Uh I'm glad he's going to have uh, the fun time of being crushed by this van I'm driving at full speed towards him. Okay, um, tell you what, I'm just gonna roll some damage on my end and I'm gonna see what happens. Well, I, Quincy's gonna try to jump out, that's gonna be, like, like he's okay. driving fast as he can, but his, this is, his check is going to be to not get hurt by this impact by jumping okay. out of the car. So, roll what, uh, out. what, what should I roll? Roll me a reflex saving throw. Okay, that is a 22. Okay. Alrighty, so, uh, with a 22, um, yeah, you open the door and you immediately, uh, leap out, rolling through the snow, as the man with the sun, with the bald man with the sunglasses is still looking back for a moment at Adam, still grinning that creepy grin, or turning around, seeing the, tr- the, uh, van barreling towards him on a pair of flat tires. His smile fades in a moment before impact, and suddenly there is an enormous smash of crashing metal and shattering glass as the two vans are uh, essentially just meet each other head on. And yeah, the man in black, I'm actually going to roll a saving throw for him as well. All right. And for the figure with the sunglasses, I'm going to roll for him. So where was the man in black? He Was he on top of the vehicle? Um, yes, he was. Uh, and yeah, so the man in black uh, leaps uh off of the van as it impacts yours. Er, and yeah, uh, so what happens is you leap out of the van, you're on the ground looking up, and maybe a few feet away, the bald man is lying in the snow, slowly uh, getting to his feet, pantsing as he looks at you, Quincy, and so- he just says, well, that was rather unexpected, wasn't it? And But yeah, well, what he Well, was- to be fair, I was driving first and you got in the car. <laughs> I had the right of way, you see. <laughs> also, does that does the car accident break uh, his concentration? I would assume it breaks his concentration. It did. I don't yes. know. I was about to say that. Um, it's like, so, it's like a conscious looks smoke. So, Adam's just choking to death still. Yeah, Adam. Uh, suddenly, you can feel a rush of air enter your lungs, and you are sputtering and gasping for breath. Woo. Yup. So you are no longer choking. Great. And then uh, the Minotaur is going but- to. The Mario air circle fills back up. <laughs> mm, yeah. Weet, 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 yeah. This isn't the N64 version, though. This doesn't restore all of your hit point. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, unfortunately. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.